Hello and welcome to Squared Circle Radio Podcast. It is for the fans, by the fans. We appreciate you guys hanging out. It is episode number two. We are trying to get back in the groove of things. But Andy York, who is here with me, Jared Justice, of course, my brother from from another mother. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> we're stumbling over our words. You would think it was amateur hour here, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Hope you're digging what we're doing. Andy, it was an exciting Royal Rumble. We're going to break it all down, man. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of uh, surprise and shocks and ups and downs and everything in between. So it's going to be fun to talk about it. It's going to be fun. Of course, I mentioned Jared Justice is here. Lots to talk about, Jared. Um, Lots of stuff we're not going to talk about. The wrestling world... Again, just continues to be turned on its head, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all you've got to say about that. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, we appreciate all you guys tuning in. Thank you um, for your support on our show. Thank you to Sportswire Radio, Tom and the crew over there. Thank you uh, to those guys for their support. If you're not listening to their product, please make sure you do that. Sportswireradio.org, and that is sports with a Z. Uh, so go check them out. They are our exclusive partners, and we cannot thank them enough for their support. Find our podcast wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Podbean. We've got a lot of Podbean listeners, so shout out to those guys over there. And on YouTube, you can see our smiling faces on YouTube. Please like the video, follow the show, download all of those things. We would appreciate it at Circle underscore radio on all social media platforms. All right, guys, I'm going to give my disclaimer before we get started. I gave my disclaimer last week, and that disclaimer last week was that we are recording during Monday Night Raw, so if something happens in the 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock hour, depending on what coast you're on, and we don't talk about it, we apologize. The second disclaimer that I'm going to give this week, ladies and gentlemen, is that we all know what happened in the news this week. We all know about Vince McMahon. We all know about the lawsuit. We know about the details. It's disgusting. It's hard to read. It's even harder to talk about. So, we have said our piece. We're not going to talk about it. There's no need to talk about it. Uh, adi- yeah, Jared, adios. See ya. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Yep. Uh, we're, we're just, there's no point in talking about it. Everybody is is doing their thing. They're talking. We're not going to do it. We're not going to touch it. It's it's just not a factor in our discussions. So, Vince may come up in a general sense on this podcast, and if it does, that's all we're going to leave it as. But as far as the details and stuff, we're just we're not going to touch it. All right, that's out of the way. Let's have some fun, boys. The Royal Rumble was this past Saturday night, and wouldn't you know it, Cody Rhodes becomes the first man since 1997-1998 to go back-to-back and win the Royal Rumble. Jared, we talked about it. I'm going to go to you first. On this podcast last week, it had to be Punk or Cody, and it came down to those two. It was an exciting finish, man. Oh, man. It was awesome. I mean, um, I've heard a lot of people already talking about the rumble and, and different things. And, oh, well, the pace was a little slow or it went a little down here and back up here. But as far as the ending, man, they got that right. I loved it. Yeah, it's one of my favorite aspects of, like, a Royal Rumble is either the first – we got it this year, too, with the first two 
being Jay and Jimmy, and then the last two being Cody and Punk. The the little matches within the match itself is always really intriguing, and the uh, the ending this year was no different. Um, I uh, can say I was pleasantly shocked that Cody won. Yep, and like obviously I'm a CM Punk fan, but seeing Cody win was I loved it. Like I thought it was absolutely amazing, especially the way they handled everything with the little. Shout out as he was getting ready to pick him up for the GTS saying, I'm not about to lose the Dusty's kid. And then he lost all like all of that was just, I think, handled very, very well. Um, and, you know, I I'm very excited to see where we're going to head for WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania feels cursed already after the last <laughs> like two weeks. We've had back to back injuries to main eventers. Yep. But I, it could back them into a corner where they have nothing to lose. And we're going to have a lot of fun at WrestleMania, too. That's true. Sometimes that does happen, man. Guys get hurt or, you know, what have you. And. And, and good things come yeah. out of it. And maybe the good thing that comes out of it this year is Cody finally finishes this dang please, story. Please. We do and we do something else. Um, <laughs> I'm wearing the Cody Rhodes t-shirt. So again, I'm just as excited yeah. as you are about him winning. I thought it would be punk. I'm again, pleasantly surprised that it yeah. was Cody. I'm excited to see how this happens. Jared, it just proves to me that Cody winning the rumble last year and not winning at WrestleMania a lot of people, Jared, you and I have talked about this, is like if we don't pull the trigger on this story soon, a lot of people are going to check out on it. And I think that's true across the wrestling world. But this proves Cody winning back-to-back years. Because they could have easily, Jared, gone to Elimination Chamber and had Cody win the Chamber and that be his road to WrestleMania. But no, he won the Rumble in back-to-back years. Shows you that the company is still behind him. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, um, I I thought it was a mistake to not have Cody win last year, and and I, maybe I still stand beside that. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to give it the opportunity uh, to see how everything plays out. Yep. But um, the fans stuck with him, man. And I mean, who would have guessed that? And uh, the the company stuck with him. Yep. Um, so th- those are both two things that you can lose really really quick. The company or the crowd, and he kept both of them. Yeah, he really did. What's crazy is I feel like this is what WWE always intended for Cena to be, and he like could never get at one at some point he could never really get the fans back on his side. Mm. But with Cody, like at, <clears throat> Cody's the kind of character in hindsight that I would really not be a fan of. I feel like, but I can't help but root for the guy every single time he goes out there, cuts an impassioned promo, and I'm like, yeah, I I get it. Like I'm I'm all in on this guy. Um, what's really weird looking at WrestleMania 39 in hindsight is I think Cody not winning at WrestleMania has hurt the bloodline more than it's hurt Cody. Hmm. Do tell. Well, the, the Cody story kind of took off cause you had the Brock feud afterwards, which, you know, the matches were whatever, but the story leading into it was a lot of fun. You've got him kind of building his way through to WrestleMania this year with the bloodline. It was great. And we got to Night of, Cham- or, uh, Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Jay both turned. They both left. All of it was great. Now we're not really sure because, like, Jimmy, for some reason, is trying to get back in the blood. It got really, the bloodline story got really convoluted, I feel like, this year more than last year. Whereas Cody has just been on this track of staying super strong while not losing anything with the crowd at the same time. And I think that's, that's almost an impossible feat in wrestling in 2024 but he's been able to do it. And Jared, I think that's a a you go back and you look at the history of factions in wrestling. That's just a product of 
I don't want to say the bloodline's been around for too long, but maybe they've been pushed to the forefront for too long. Look at the NWO. It was hot while it was hot, and then it was the worst <laughs> thing on TV when it was not hot. You know, uh, you could argue the Four Horsemen, maybe, maybe not so much. DX, The Nation, mm-hmm. Corporation. Just, Jared, the history of factions show you that it's great when it's great, and it's terrible when it's not. <laughs> Well, I think it all started, um, if, if you believe what you have read on some of the dirt the dirt sheets or whatever, um, as far as that they want to do or Jay and Jimmy want to do, mm-hmm. um, they want to do the match against each other at WrestleMania. And so it seemed like that they didn't really have much else to put into their story, so the only solution was to split them up. Mm-hmm. And so I think when they did that and they put uh, Jay on Raw, and they took him away from the bloodline storyline, I think that really hurt the storyline as a whole. It's like they didn't know what to do with it anymore. Um, well, I mean, and add to that, they took away Jay and Sami Zayn at the same time, basically. Yeah. And those yeah. that was the entertaining portion yeah. of the bloodline. You had Roman, who was serious. You had Paul Heyman, who everybody can make fun of. <laughs> you had Solo, who was serious. You had Jimmy, who sort of rode Jay's coattails. Yeah. And then you had Jay and Sammy, who was the nucleus of that story yeah. for so long. And you took them both away at the same time. Yeah, but I, I feel like Jimmy has done a really good job of stepping up into that for a lack of a better term, comedy role in the bloodline. Oh, he has, but he but, did, but, but, he, but it, he did it in because of the exactly. the fact that they got rid of Sammy and Jay at the same time, and, right. it, and it it happened really really quickly. I I thought we would be building, you know, to the turn of Jay from the bloodline going into the Rumble this year. Not I didn't expect it as soon as it happened. Yeah. Um. Post WrestleMania, but again, I think it's just we got to the point of. Because long-term storytelling, I'm all for it when it's good. Sometimes it can be really good to a point, and then I don't think sometimes they've thought things through all the way. And this is one of those of, I don't know how much they thought post-WrestleMania 39 about the bloodline story as a whole after Cody lost. Um, As we get ready to circle back here to the rest of the Rumble, let's put a bow on this. Cody uh, called out Roman at the end of the Rumble. He said that he wants Roman that's going to be that's obviously going to be the match they're going to at Mania. It yep. seems that way. Yeah. Uh, Cody and Seth had a face to face on Raw. Uh, of course, we know the situation with CM Punk, which we'll get to in a little bit. So there could be some pivoting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, there's the factor of the Rock in this whole thing, but the road to WrestleMania for Cody Rhodes, I mean, it, it's pretty laid out right now. Yeah. And finishing the story with either Roman or Seth could make sense but your picks roman right Andy? yeah I, I think it it has to be roman all the way and i think for cody's sake it has to be roman but also for the world title sake because if he just decides to go after the world title then it's become the title that we all feared it might be this the, the second. second best hey yeah. let's just hand it to cody because he didn't win it at wrestlemania the year before so i to me it's all roads lead to through roman reigns and Cody is already the face of the company, but to really cement that is by having him go through Roman at WrestleMania. And Jared, he said, he said a long time ago that that world title that Seth Rollins is holding, that's not the one that finishes the story for him. So, I mean, all roads, pun intended, lead to Roman Reigns, but Jared, weigh in, (laughs) I, I, I sense that you agree there, but 
where does the rock fit into this or does he man more and more i'm thinking that they're not going to do rock and roman at mania mm. I, th- I, I think yeah, I, man <laughs> you know the rock's done this so many times yes yep um but if it's going to happen I, I i don't think they're going to do it at mania i think it, it's probably going to happen at the saudi show mm. uh w- would be my guess um it's another huge payday that rock uh can get and that everybody can get by the rock being there yeah um and i'm sure that would tickle you know the saudi prince and the, their audience and all those all those people and so, I mean, I'm sure they would love to have the rock there. Would they not? <laughs> Who wouldn't? I'm sitting here laughing because I'm thinking, like, no, they can't have the rock versus Yokozuna, or they can't have a Yokozuna tag <laughs> <Okay>. match. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the fake Yokozuna oh at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Do you remember that? Oh, that's they right. They brought in that big Japanese wrestler that looked like Yokozuna in a lot and of And Mark ways. Henry wrestled. And Mark, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was in the Rumble. And that's right, that's right. He that's was right. in the Rumble because he walked out and everybody was like, yep, that's supposed to be fake Yoko. That's what that is right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so they got another fat man. They did, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't, nobody knew who his name was. He got like, it was no, it was obviously not Yoko. And they were like, yep, nope, it's kind of him. <laughs> I mean, Jared, what? Introducing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Basically what it was. Uh, (laughs) That's right. So, Jared, it would be, um, it would almost be like, and I I don't want to say this, maybe I shouldn't say this, because the guy who portrayed the renegade character is dead, but, like, it wouldn't shock me if if that were to happen. Somebody looked like the (laughs) ultimate warrior and and coming out there, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Speaking of surprises, uh, there was a lack thereof in the men's Royal Rumble. Let's talk about some of the other odds and ends there, except for Andrade, who we called. Uh, it was inevitable that Andrade was going to come back. Looks like on Monday Night Raw that he may have just signed to be part of the Monday Night Raw roster. Yeah. Um. So that'll be very intriguing. Uh, loved Andrade being there. A um, couple of, of the other highlights. Oh, I got it. I get the big highlight. Jared's going to kill me for this. Um, Jared, the R-Truth spot <laughs> in the Royal Rumble. Awesome. <laughs> may have been one of the greatest, most memorable Royal Rumble oh. moments of all time. <laughs> Would you not agree? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty good. (laughs) The fact that R-Truth could sell a tag team match in the middle of the Royal Rumble and the fans get behind it. They were all for it. Oh, it was so good. Jared, come on. I know he's on your list. But that was that not there is not another person on the roster I think they could have pulled that off. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um our truth when put in the right situations can on occasion <laughs> be funny. Oh man. Well he was he was hilarious at the rumble yeah. because he also did the spot in the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. Thought it was the men's rumble. That was hilarious. Um Braun Breaker was a surprise entrant. Uh, he had a pretty good showing. <laughs> Listen, the way they booked him well, in the rumble. Uh, he's he is going to be a 
a main event player quickly. Yes, he is. Because he came into that Rumble and just started laying waste to everybody in the ring. He did. So you all know that he had, like, the Brock spot. Like, we all figured that, but, like, it's been confirmed that, like, that was supposed to be – everything that happened to him was supposed to have been – Yeah, all, most, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you think that Braun – the reports are, if you believe what you read online, is that that was supposed to be Brock's spot of going in and throwing everybody out, and whether or not you believe that Dom was supposed to throw Brock out or not, that's up in the air. That would have been great. Um, would have been hilarious. <laughs> up in the air. But you have, we have to believe that whether that was the Brock spot or not, that Braun Breaker was supposed to be booked very strongly yeah. in the Royal Rumble no matter what because they see the future in this guy. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I was going to say, and then this stupid thing started glitching. But anyways. <laughs> you guys have to, uh, you have to pardon Jared's internet connection. It, sometimes it's on the fritz. Um, but anyways, getting back to that, it's just crazy that the company would put that amount of trust in him was kind of where I was going. Yep. That that was going to be, if you believe the dirt sheets, and I do, except for maybe the Dom part. I don't know about that but that they would give him a spot that people could even believe would have been meant for Brock Lesnar. Sure. Because yeah. he came in and just destroyed everybody. Yeah. Yep. And that's what Brock would have done. Sure. So. Well, and you, I definitely get like Brock in his rookie year on the main roster fills from Braun Breaker. Like, yeah. like maybe yes. not like the same. They're not going to, I'm not going to say they're, they're going to put a world title on him in his first year even though I wouldn't completely shock me if they did. Yep. But I just he's got that feel of a guy that's going to come in and just completely change everything about the way that, that WWE is running right now. And then he's going to go play football or try to? No, 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 no. He's going to okay. stay around. I got you. Okay. Um, one other thing <laughs> to highlight from the Rumble. I don't know if you guys caught this on commentary. By the way, Pat McAfee returned uh, to commentary uh, at the Rumble, and then we'll talk about McAfee here in just a minute. But... In, during the men's rumble, him saying chop a canna every yes. time Gunther yes. would throw a chop instead of chop a canna <laughs> being the venue um, was one of my all-time favorite things. Oh. Um, let's talk about the other Royal Rumble that night. Andy called the winner of this one, Bailey, winning the women's Royal Rumble. Um about time, I guess, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. you know? I can't believe she's never had a singles match at WrestleMania. That's, That's what, shocked what shocked me. me. When they said wow. that, I was yeah. like, oh my, really? Yeah, the only the only other time she had, like, a non-tag match was that Fatal 5-Way during the pandemic run, uh, mania. She had the triple threat match at 33, where she won. It was yeah, her, Charlotte, But again, multi-person, but she's never had a one-on-one singles match at WrestleMania, which is crazy. Yeah. And here we go, Jared. Bailey winning the Rumble. I mean, all signs point to a The fans popped huge for it, mm. which I was sort of surprised, but I guess it was everybody just, just wanting it to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but Bailey, I mean, babyface Bailey headed against Io Shirai at WrestleMania. I guess that seems to be logical. Yeah, man, that, that would be exactly where I think this is going. Um, I think that Becky will get the other title shot mm-hmm. uh, against Bianca, I guess it would be. So, uh, uh, no, I mean, against Rhea Ripley. Against Rhea, yeah. 
So I, I think that's where they're going with uh, with uh, with that situation with Becky. <clears throat> so I definitely think that we're heading here with uh, with Bailey, and and I do think that it's well deserved, man. I mean, she's done a lot in that company, and I think that she has not been recognized uh, for that. I mean, you have to go all the way back to. Was it like one of her matches in NXT that people still talk about? I mean, it's her and like, Sasha. Sasha in 2015. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. A lot of people say that that's that's the last memorable Bailey match that we've had. But look how much she's done for the company. I mean, I yeah. think she's very deserving of a of a big time WrestleMania spot. I mean, Jared, I think you're spot on because it's often said that she is the fourth. Mm-hmm. of the four horsewomen and she's the forgotten one and that's not just because she didn't get called up with the rest of them because the other three came up at the same time she did not mm-hmm. um it's not just because of that but it's just because of how much emphasis has been put on the other three now bailey gets her just due yeah and what's crazy is i think bailey was the most loved of the four horsewomen in nxt like there's Agreed. no there's no doubt about that she was the fan favorite every single time. And so to see her finally get this moment, I mean, she's done a lot of it. I mean, she's, she's won money in the bank. She's won the title multiple times. Um, but to see her finally get this moment at WrestleMania is long, long, long overdue. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm very, very excited to see her compete and her get that chance to, uh, you know, to get to be able to do it, but just please, for the love of everything, just stay healthy. <laughs> please yes. don't get injured. I'm I'm very nervous right now with all the injuries that have started yep. to happen. That a lot of this could change between now and WrestleMania. So just be safe, <laughs> it's, <laughs> please. It's the wrestling business, of it course. Is. It's it going to change. It it's, is the, the only thing that stays the same about the wrestling business is change. Yes, it's always changing. Yep. Um couple other highlights to hit. We call the Naomi surprise great showing by yeah. Naomi. How about the showing for Jade Cargill? You talk about the company putting a spotlight on Braun Breaker and is going to make him a star. Man, they love some Jade Cargill. The loudest the crowd, I think, got all night was the face-off between Jade and Bianca. Yes. Like, the crowd was yep. ready for that. And I love the fact that they didn't let them touch. Yep. Like, they didn't, they didn't really, they, they interacted that one time, and I think that was it. Um, and so I, I could see that be heading to WrestleMania. I think that'd be a lot of fun between the two of them. But Jade is, <laughs> Jade is about to be the new Charlotte. I feel like in WWE. See, I feel like. What, go ahead, Jared. I'm sorry. What surprised me was that, like, at least the way they shot it, I thought that Jade looked quite a bit bigger than mm-hmm. Bianca. Especially you look at the way that their upper legs are, like the muscle. I mean. I thought Jay kind of almost dwarfed her the way they shot it. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I, I don't think we got a real good side by side comparison at any point that I can tell a hundred percent. But well, Jared, I think I think that was probably intentional because if they are heading this way with Jade Bianca, they're probably trying to build Bianca as the underdog. Yeah. So they want to shoot it that way so that the fans can get behind Bianca for that reason. Um, you said she's going to be the next Charlotte. I think that was the direction for WrestleMania mm-hmm. before Charlotte yeah. got hurt. Um, I think there's a good chance that Charlotte would have taken the title off of EO before she got hurt. No, and Charlotte probably. <laughs> and then Jade would have won the Rumble, yeah. and then that's your WrestleMania yeah, match. Probably. That would. That's, that's where I thought they were going to go. Do you think Jade's going to be ready? I think, I, I think. I mean, think, we've seen her in AEW. Right. Not I th- good. Not good. 
I think she. I think they'll put her in there in a situation that is going to make her look the best possible. It'll be like the Ronda Rousey situation at WrestleMania 34, Four? where it was like Four. the tag match where I think everybody going into it, is, is, it was expecting Ronda to be like, eh, she'll probably just be all right. And then at the end, we were like, oh, she was like, she got in, did the things that we are used to seeing her do or whatever, and then she got out. So I, I feel like that's going to be the case. Plus, you put her in there with somebody like Bianca, I think it's going to be fine. Like yeah. it's it's going to be fine. And I think a good showing for her, uh, for her first singles match. I think the match itself is going to be more about the headlines than it yeah. is how good the match actually is, or how long the match goes, or whatever. Let's just let's call it what it is. Like Bianca is good. Bianca's put on some great matches, but let's not put such high expectations on this match. Right. That we're if it if it just falls short of five stars. Right. You know what I mean? That we're not all disappointed. Right. Because it is. Let's be honest, Jared. You just said it. In AEW, she was terrible. In the Rumble, she looked good because <laughs> yep. she was protected. Yeah. You know? So, I, I, let's just not get too high of expectations, I think. Agreed. <laughs> yep. Um, another one that we need to call out before we move on to the other matches is Jordan Grace, <laughs> the TNA Knockouts champion coming in. And Jared... Looking like she belongs in the big leagues, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I, I did not know who she was. I really didn't. But when she came in and I didn't know who she was and she was this good, I was like, why do I not know who this is? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I, I was very impressed. Yes. Oh, I, I popped for it. I'm, I'm a big Jordan Grace fan, uh, and I, I think she absolutely killed it. I think she... She's one of those that I feel like we've always said could possibly end up in WWE someday. Yeah. After the Rumble and seeing her interact with everybody, I I think it's a given that within five years or so, she's going to be in WWE and a main event level star in WWE. I hope it's sooner than five years. I, I, don't, do I don't know what her contract status is. I think she just resigned is, my, is the only thing. Dang, WWE better be. Long-term long contract was... Man, like yeah. maybe... Wow. WWE is going to have to be tampering or something. We're going to have to work out a trade. We're going to have to do something. Okay, Jared, on the women's roster, who would you trade Natalia. TNA for Jordan Grace other than Natalia? Other, well, dang. <laughs> that was my pick, too. Yeah, yeah. Um. Who would I trade? Help me out. Uh, you would trade Natalia. That's like that's the only answer. I guess. Okay, that's fine. I would yeah. trade. I would trade Piper Niven for Jordan Grace. I think I think they can still do pretty good with Piper. Niven. Yeah. Well, that's. Like, I, I know. I'm just trying to give them some value. She's at least somewhat entertaining. Ty's not. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's move on to as, as far as skills go. I would say Chelsea Chelsea Green. No, she's no. so entertaining. She's very entertaining. She's so entertaining. Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea has to stay in WWE. It's just it's it just has to happen. Wow. No Cardona again, by the way. I know. Why, no, Chris? Shocker. Wow. <laughs> because Chelsea is so entertaining, and she clearly yeah. belongs in WWE. That's true, but there, I just don't think she can wrestle. There is a, anyway. there is a reason why they they went through so many hoops to sign her the first time. Yeah. And she broke her wrist in her only match, <laughs> which was a tag match. Yep. And then they released her and then brought her back after she broke the same wrist again. Yeah. There's a reason why they've gone through so many hoops to bring her back. Yeah. She's she's I know, wildly I knew entertaining. This would rile him up. I know it would. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, 
Lord. All right. The other two matches on the Rumble card honestly didn't do much for me mm-hmm. in the whole Rumble situation. One of them, or sorry, the Rumble pay-per-view. One of them being the Roman Reigns Fatal 4-Way getting the victory over AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. Uh, saw this one coming. It was inevitable. But Solo showed up. Yeah. But he didn't get involved in the finish. So yeah. can you give him a little bit? No, because he still pulled the referee out and got involved. Like that was that's my whole thing is he got in there and there was no point in him getting involved because Roman still won in the end without the interference. So I to me it just him showing up negated the finish because he shouldn't have won because Randy had him pinned. Mm. So because he pulled the ref out, that stopped the three count and all of that. So it's just he needs to stop relying on shenanigans to win going into WrestleMania because it's not doing anything. I agree, 100%. I just don't think it took away from the finish, so I was okay with it. <laughs> In hindsight, he didn't need to be there anyway. Mr. But... WWE, everybody. <laughs> Mr. WWE. <laughs> Listen, we are not getting on this Roman Reigns train tonight. That is for another podcast. I am not getting riled up about this. Um, let's talk about the U.S. title match. Um, honestly, the U.S. title match... Like, it was fun. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, a good way to, to break up some of the Rumble stuff. Jared, if you want old school wrestling and old school finish, what a finish to the match. The babyface trying to use the weapon and getting caught and disqualified. Straight up old school finish. I thought that was incredible. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time that we've seen it play out like that. Um, and, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Like, I, I mean, I was watching that happen, and I was like, oh, he's, he's got to see it. He's got to see it. And then he saw it, and I was like, man, so close. So close. Yeah, I, I think it was, a, like I said, is one of those of the match was really good, and it just annoying how good Logan Paul is at wrestling still. Um, I will say he did get beat up pretty good. If you saw the pictures of yeah, the <laughs> blood on his arm and his nose and everything else, KO, KO gave him a good little beating. But it was it did its job. It told its purpose. I I'm very glad that Logan didn't pin KO. Yes. Like, I'm glad that they yeah. tried to keep both of them somewhat as strong as possible. Yeah, that was one of my questions last week uh, that we didn't get to that I sort of glossed over was the fact that um, we kind of figure that Kevin Owens wasn't going to win the match, but how do you keep KO as a main event player right. and as strong as he needs to be and have him lose this match right. to a quote, outsider yeah so i think you're i think you're spot on they did a great job if you're just now tuning in to us this is squared circle radio that is andy york jared justice my name is chris belcher we are here for you each and every tuesday and thursday bringing you the best wrestling news recapping it all playing some trivia fantasy booking all the fun things make sure you are subscribed wherever you find your podcast Uh, make sure you're following us at sq circle underscore radio on all social media platforms. And if you're listening on Sportswire Radio, keep it tuned in right here for tons of great programming. They got you covered all the time. All right, let's get to the news. We teased it earlier. We found out as Monday Night Raw kicked off tonight that good old Pepsi Phil, CM Punk, (laughs) is back on the IR for approximately four to six weeks with a torn (laughs) tricep. I thought it was four to six months. Four to six months, sorry. Four to six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, Four to six weeks, he'd be back for Mania. (laughs) um, Jared's already laughing like, 
Pepsi feels just getting old, Jared, and he can't stay put together. Dude, I mean, every every time that somebody has said something about punk recently and like, oh, well, we're going to do this with punk and we're going to do that with punk. Every time, like in, in my head, I'm thinking, if he doesn't get hurt again. And, and, and sure enough, I mean, <laughs> my Lord, he, he steps into the rumble. This is the only thing that he's done since AEW, except for, I think, two times with Dominic. At, uh, at house shows? At least at least once. At least he, once, it might be two. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll say we'll just say what if he did both those matches. This would be his third match. Right. Out. Done. And he, what, he come in 27? It wasn't like yeah. he came yeah. in uh, number two or number three. He wasn't trying to pull a Ric Flyer. <laughs> he just trots out there toward the end, hops in there, does a couple moves, bam, gets DDT, out, injured. And Andy, did we confirm was it the same tricep that he tore in AEW, or was it the other one? He tore his. It was this time. It was his right. Yep. I think that was the one he tore last time. Good was his right. Good so grief. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like a knee injury. That if it didn't heal right the first time, one wrong thing, one wrong yep. move, and it's going to do it again. With I mean, look at Seth right now and his and his knees. So <laughs> it sucks the timing of it. I think if it of if any other time it could happen. Why now? <laughs> but right. uh, you know, it just it it shifts a pivot to WrestleMania. Yep. Um, which could be very exciting depending on who they they replace him with. Um, because there's a couple of really exciting of really exciting prospects to replace uh, Punk for WrestleMania. That's a fantastic segue that you didn't know you just made, but you just made it. So, who do you put in Punk's place? Assuming that CM Punk was headed to WrestleMania to face Seth Rollins yep. for the World Heavyweight title, what do you do? I think the easiest solution is do Gunther versus Seth. I see tit- both we, titles are on the assuming, line. Are, are we assuming that Seth is, in fact, going to rehab and make it to Mania? Let's let for the sake of argument, let's assume that and then we'll get back to the other side of it. So for the sake of argument, Seth is there. Yeah. What do you and I would I would I would do Gunther versus Seth, both titles on the line. Both titles on okay. And have I honestly, if I pin in hand, Gunther would absolutely demolish Seth. Yep, I agree with that. Squash him, beat him down. Next night on Raw, relinquish the IC title and stay undefeated as world champ and keep going as long as they want to with him being champion. I mean, you, you're, you're literally pulling Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior, exactly. WrestleMania yeah, six yeah. booking. Cause that's exactly what happened. Jared, let's say Rollins is healthy for WrestleMania. What do you do? Rollins is healthy. Yeah. I mean, I like what he just said about Gunther. Gunther. So I <laughs> Gunther. mean, I, I can't think of anything better. Really? I mean, if, if punts out, so, yeah. Okay. So, Jared, we'll, we'll say what you just said. Let's assume Rollins doesn't make it. Let's assume that we find out. We're probably not going to find out until, let's say, two weeks before Mania. Mm-hmm. We find out that he's, he's not going to make it. They're not going to clear him. There's no way. Because, let's remember, he rehabbed this same MCL injury ahead of WrestleMania 33, and he made it. When he tore his ACL, he tried to have surgery and rehab, and he thought he was going to make it to WrestleMania yeah. 32, and he didn't make it. Yeah. So, Jared, let's just say he doesn't make it this time. Now what do you do with the vacant World Heavyweight title? So I guess the, if, if, if we're going to make that decision right now, I would put it up for grabs in the chamber. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Put it up for grabs in the chamber. Oh, man, I'll tell you what I'd do. <laughs> I'd put I'd put Braun Breaker in that chamber, and I'd let Braun win that thing. Okay. And then I would say, now what do we do with Braun Breaker and his new world title? That's what I would do. I like that. I do like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. What do you do? We still got this money in the bank briefcase lying around. So I would honestly, before we even get to chamber, have Priest cash in on Seth, win the title, and then have to defend the title in the chamber. And lose it. And lose it to Gunther. At that point, have Gunther going into WrestleMania. Both Let him just have both championships. Because from, from February to beginning of April is not that long of a time. So just let he can hold on to both. Defend it at WrestleMania, drop the IC title the next the, again, drop the, X, the IC title the next night and keep on going. Because Gunther versus Drew for the title at WrestleMania would just be throw Sheamus in there again. Let's run the triple threat back just for the world title this time. That would be interesting. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Let, let me let me go down the Gunther rabbit hole real quick. Let's say he's not in the world title picture. Yeah. Okay. Let's say that it doesn't matter. Fill in the blank who you put him in there against at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Title doesn't matter he's going to win the talk that andy that you and i have had for the longest time and jared too who in the world have they built to beat gunther for the intercontinental title who is going to take it from him who is going to finally be the guy so that we send gunther on the world right. title track yeah and i had this thought the other day I, I bring this up because i have a pick yeah i finally figured it out it's jay uso yeah yeah. You have built this guy big enough. Yeah. He can beat Gunther. It's believable. You don't lose anything with Gunther. Jay Uso becomes the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, and I think you can even like you could build him up a little more, but I think you can throw Sammy in there too. I think Sammy if built the right way could do it. And again, Drew McIntyre, if he claimed more Gunther pinned him one, two, three for the IC title, I don't think anybody would be Shocked that that just that that just happened at Fair the same point. time, but I I think of all the people on the roster, Jey Uso would be the one, and it would be the really big win that he would need to push him even more yep. up the card. Jared, thoughts? Any? Man, so I, I'm, now I'm thinking about Drew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what all could you do with Drew? I mean, like I, I feel like that Drew right now is almost like. When Diesel was getting ready to leave to go to WCW, yeah, and he kind of got he kind of got the air about him, like I don't care, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm leaving anyways. Yeah. And he just kind of, I mean, he did his little BMF walk out to the ring, and I mean, now we're seeing it with Jim. We never got to really see see it play out with Diesel because he was gone. But to yeah, that I, to that point, Drew's contract's coming up, yeah, right? I think. I think as of right now, Drew's got one foot out the door. I, I mean, <laughs> he might be, he, we might be pulling Big Daddy Cool Part 2. Who knows? Um, I will be interested to see how that plays out, Jared. I think that's a great point about Drew. Yeah. Um, Andy, yeah, the fans will be excited. I think we just we don't know what to do with Drew yeah. here, so, so maybe. Um, but I thought I would bring that up. Let's quickly, let's move on to some other big news. That Jared texted me about just a little bit ago because I wasn't watching Raw when it started. But our boy is back, ladies and gentlemen. Pat McAfee is on commentary on Monday Night Raw full time. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's 
hearing him at the Rumble last night, it made me realize how much I actually missed hearing Pat McAfee on commentary. Um, yes. He, him and Cole could be, if they not aren't already, this generation's JR and King. Yes. Like, it's just, it's yeah. it's that relationship. And I love Michael Cole without Pat McAfee, but there's Michael Cole is just on a different level when Pat's there beside him. You can tell that he has a lot more fun doing things. I don't think they've announced who's on. I'm, I'm sure Wade Barrett's going to go back to SmackDown now. See, I think, here's what I think. My wait, hang on. I'll give you my prediction. Saying, Jared, Pat McAfee <laughs> makes Raw watchable for three hours, right? Oh yeah, very much so. Man, uh, Pat's awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I think that Hillman Cole would probably be the best thing since Jr. and Lawler. Yeah, and I never would have thought I would said would have said that of of Michael Cole. Right. I mean, look, look back three years ago, everybody couldn't stand Cole. Yeah. yeah. And now. Best thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. He he is the goat of it. Has he passed Jr. as the goat of announcing? Are we ready to go that far? Uh, I think Jr. had more iconic calls. He did. Yep. Yeah. And the thing with but the yeah. thing that you've got to give Cole leeway on is he had Vince in his ear yelling at him saying For twenty stupid years. stuff. Like yep. the one thing that takes it away from me is when Shane jumped off the cell. At WrestleMania 32. Mm-hmm. 32? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. in Dallas. When he went, him and Taker, when he jumped off the cell, it was an awesome moment, but all you heard was Ma- Michael Cole say, for the as he's holding his paper, which, you know, Vince probably told him to say, for the love of mankind. And it was like, oh, did we, did we really need that to happen right then and there? Yeah. But, I mean, you got, you got to look, too. JR, his health has been affected as yeah. he's been uh, doing his commentating. Sure. And so uh, there's kind of JR pre whenever he started to have his health problems and then JR post. Yeah. Yep. And, there, yep. and, and there was nothing that he could do about that, of course. And, so, and, I, I mean, I would say give the man some slack for that. Yeah. And he's had a lot of icon, iconic calls. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and as much as I bash JR a lot of times, he's just. N- Health problems or not health problems, he's just never been my favorite announcer, mm-hmm. uh, just like he is a lot of people's. But he, iconic calls, he's done a ton for the business. He's a knowledgeable guy. Health has gotten in the way in recent years, but I don't think the health takes away from how good of a commentator that he is uh, as far from a career perspective. Yep. That being said, to your point of who replaces who, I think that Barrett might go back to NXT and replace Booker T. Oh, Lord. And I think Corey Graves stays on SmackDown. Yeah. But I think Vic Joseph makes the transition to SmackDown, and that's your play-by-play guy. Or I could still I could see them going back and bringing in Mauro Ronaldo. If they brought back If Mauro Ronaldo showed up again, I would lose it. I would listen. be... Him and Corey together on SmackDown would be fantastic. Jared, thoughts on Mauro coming back? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so this guy he 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 gave it his all. Yep. But we but we saw that he, that there was just certain aspects of the job that he might can't handle. It's true. If he come, if he comes back, I think we're going to see the same exact thing happen again. I the my only reason why I don't think so is because it's a completely different WWE now than than then. Like I th- What what if he just goes back to NXT? 
instead of WWE. That could happen. You know, yeah. And he's partnered up with Barrett and Booker. I think you could. I think the three man team at NXT is fine. Okay. All right. Um, that could be interesting to see if they do that. Another interesting piece of news that came out this week, literally the day we dropped our show, so obviously we didn't get to talk about it, is Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been elected to the board of directors at TKO. So this is not WWE. This is not UFC. This is the holding company. It's not even Endeavor. Yeah. This is above that. Yeah. This is who the CEO of TKO yeah. answers to. The Rock is on the board, ladies and gentlemen. Um, An intern gets The Rock trademark back. We talked about him earlier, if he's going to be at Mania or if he's not. Regardless, Jared, The Rock is more more closely associated with WWE now than he has been in 10, 15-ish years, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, like, I'm... I'm curious to know exactly what this will mean for wrestling in particular. Like, what is this? Him having this position, what is that going to benefit rest wrestling? Mm. I think one of the interesting things that I I don't remember if it was Sam Roberts or who I heard say this might have been on Busted Open, but nobody knows the wrestling business from an entertainment and public perspective more than The Rock. Yeah. Nobody has brought wrestling more attention in the Hollywood sphere than The Rock. Mm -hmm. And you could throw Hulk Hogan into that as well. But The Rock has taken it, ran with it from the entertainment world, Hollywood, business. He's an owner of the XFL. Yeah. He's, I mean, his accolades goes on and on. And now he's back in the WWE. So to me, Andy, there's a reason that despite all this success that he's doing over mm-hmm. here, he's back. Yeah, I think you know, I, and I'm not saying that, it, that it's for wrestling, right? But he's back. Well, I think part of it is, and I'm not calling him like a mooch or anything like that. But <laughs> when I mean WWE hasn't been this successful financially That's good in a long, long, long time. So yeah. it's a good time to jump back on the WWE wagon once again. Yep. But I think it's really I think it's good for WWE in a lot of ways because now someone who not only is in the wrestling or was in the wrestling business, but one of like the all time greats of professional wrestling is now on the board. WWE has a voice for a lot of these decisions and things that could impact them yeah. and could affect them. So, and who's not going to listen to the rock as, as he's on the board as well. So I think it's a good move to have him on there. Um, I think it was a good move um, for just, uh, for a lot of reasons. I think it was smart to, to put him on there and it's interesting to see what this can all play out for in the future. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, one more big piece of news that came out again last Tuesday. That last Tuesday was a big day. It was a big day. Um, Raw, the television rights for Raw has now been sold to Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. Ten years, $5 billion. That's with a B, $5 billion. <laughs> um, Jared, it's it's a wise move, man, uh, coming from a guy who works in the television industry to an extent. The cable television model is dying. Mm-hmm. WWE is moving 
to the platform that is synonymous with streaming, just like WWE is synonymous with the term wrestling. It's a, it's a great marriage, Jared. We'll just have to see. Lots of things still to work out, though. Yeah, I, I hope eventually that they take the full WWE library um, to Netflix and put it on the Netflix platform. Um, I, I love the platform that Netflix has used and uses. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I think it was a great decision, and uh, cable is going out quick. Yep. I mean, so uh, I think it was going to come to this pretty soon anyways, and they are just being uh, the pioneers. That's what they always love to tout because they always have done it. Yep. Um, so, I mean, I think it was smart on everybody, on everybody's part. I think it's going to be very interesting when it all happens to see how much the viewership actually changes. Mm-hmm. Like, for, for like, because I know obviously people can go back and watch and all this other stuff, but like live as it's happening, I wonder what the change is going to be. Because while it's on Netflix, Netflix is still pretty expensive from time to time sure to get. Is. So I, a lot of a lot of families that probably get cable are not necessarily just going to switch over to Netflix um, because Monday Night Raw moves over. Now, I think I, I agree. I think a lot of shows and a lot of specifically sports are going to start moving over to streaming more. I mean, we've seen it. A playoff game was played on Peacock this year. Yep. Um which Thursday, meant a Thursday lot. night football is on Amazon, Prime. right? But the the playoff game meant a lot of flack because a lot of people <laughs> didn't really want to pay just for a football game. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the the fallout of it is. I think I still think it's a smart move. I sure. mean, who's going to turn down five billion dollars anyway? So they'd be dumb to turn that down in the first place, right? No, absolutely. And Jared, it's interesting um, as old school fans as we are, and we remember when Raw debuted in January of 1993 and how many times we watched from the Manhattan Center and all this other stuff. It's interesting that when the press release came out, it was WWE Raw moves to Netflix, not Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So, Jared, how how much is it going to hurt <laughs> if Raw moves off of Mondays? Dude, I have so many memories. Uh of just watching watching Raw on a Monday night. Yep. I remember being uh, being in Florida on vacation, and uh, I was young, and we just so happened like as we were taking a tour of this uh, place, this condo we were staying at, which is actually the place where uh, Kevin Sullivan used to live in that condo. There you go. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's called the Peninsula. It's in Daytona. He doesn't live there anymore, so I can say it now. But anyways, <laughs> um, we, we had taken a tour whenever we first got there. We went up to the penthouse. And so I was like, Dad, we have to go up there and watch Raw in the penthouse on the big screen TV. And so me and him go up there and watch Monday Night Raw. I mean, it was probably like it was in the it was in my early 90s, probably 93, 94. Yeah. I think oh, Raw started in 93. So yep. it was probably not, it was 93, 94 yeah. that we went up there. And, and, and just so much stuff like that. That's just one instance, but just kind of kills that, man. I mean, you're used to sitting down on Monday nights and flipping on wrestling and watching it live on, on your TV. I know. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when they went from Friday night SmackDown to Tuesday night for a while. Yeah. And it just was really, even then, it was just really weird to be like, Oh, we got smacked on on Tuesday. Like this is it, it doesn't feel right. Which which rumored this is going back to Tuesdays. Right, right. When it switches to USA, I think it's next year. I think yeah. No, later this year. It's October of this year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
So rumors, it's going back to Tuesday. It's just going to feel weird if they do move from Mondays to a different day. I don't know what I'm going to do on like obviously other than this. What I'm going to do on the Monday night for three hours, <laughs> just sit there and watch right. whatever else is on TV. But and then again, it might be smart too with Monday night football and everything else to just kind of shift away sure. from that because that's that's a massive ratings stealer for a good portion of the year. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that that would make sense. All right, guys, as we get ready to wrap up here, we're going to, of course, hit you with some more trivia. Uh, so much fun. We enjoy so much doing trivia. Uh, so we're going to hit you with some more Royal Rumble trivia as we close up Royal Rumble season and we head towards WrestleMania. Uh, let's see. I've got a couple of questions here from me. Who am I going to start with? Um, I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with Jared. All right. So we saw Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble, and we know that it was the first time that anybody has gone back-to-back since 1997 and 1998. So I'm going to give you four choices. You tell me which of these four choices did not go back-to-back in Rumble wins. All right? So three of them went back-to-back. One of them did not. Was it Stone Cold Steve Austin? Was it Shawn Michaels? Was it John Cena? Or was it Hulk Hogan? Who did not go back-to-back in those four options? Cena. Yeah! That is correct. John Cena (laughs) did not go back-to-back in Royal Rumble wins. All right, Andy, I'm going to throw you throw this one to you. In 1998, Mick Foley entered the Royal Rumble <laughs> as all three faces of Foley. Yep. Which one did he enter as first? Oh, man. Um, and I will give you a hint. Yeah. He was number one, first entered in the Rumble. I want to say dude love. Oh. <laughs> Jared, do you have a guess? Uh, let's see. So I'm going to guess that he came in as uh, Cactus Jack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Cactus Jack. He came in at number one as Cactus Jack and the number two entrant. Chainsaw Charlie. Oh. What a fun way to start off the 1998 Royal Rumble. All right. Uh Jared, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you next. Here we go. Which of these WWE Hall of Famers never appeared in the Royal Rumble match? So one of these three guys never in the Rumble. Don Morocco. Roddy Piper, Razor Ramon. Which one never competed in a Rumble? Who? No! Is Razor. Razor Ramon never competed in a Royal Rumble match. Yep. So in my brain, I'm thinking of him against Hitman. Whenever I think he had those green trunks on, I think they were the main event of 93. 93. That is right. Yep. Um, and then 96, he wrestled Goldust at the Rumble nope. event. Mm-hmm. 95, he wrestled Jeff Jarrett 
for the Intercontinental title. 94. 94. I don't remember what he did at 94. Hmm. But was he was something something with Road Dog or something with Road Dog and uh, one, two, three kids. 94. I don't remember. I don't know either. I don't remember. Anyway, so he did not. Here we go. All right, I'm going to let you two go back and forth on this last one as we get ready to wrap up here. Here we go. Austin won the Royal Rumble three times. He's the only person to win three times. You two go back and forth. Can you name the nine superstars who have won the Rumble twice? So go back and forth. Who has won the Rumble? doesn't have to be back-to-back Rumbles. Oh, oh, But who has... Two career Royal Rumble wins. Sean? Sean Michaels is one. Cody. Cody is two. That's difficult, man. Hogan. Hogan's three. Randy. Randy is four. We got five more. Uh, Undertaker? No! Wow. Undertaker's only won one. Who you got, Andy? Uh, Batista. Batista is number five. That is correct. Jared? Don't know, man. I'm out. Okay, so let's recap, see if Andy can finish running the table. Hogan, Sean, Batista, Cody, and Orton are the five that we have named. Who are your other four? Cena? Cena is correct. Three more. Um. Oh yeah, Edge. Edge is yeah. correct. We got two more. <clears throat> um. You said Hogan already. Yep, said Hogan. Need some background Did, music going. And Austin doesn't count. As <laughs> Austin, one of these, right? Austin doesn't count. <laughs> that is correct. Um. Oh, I don't know the last two. I don't think the last two. Triple H. Oh, of course. The Rock. Nope. Brock. Oh yeah. Lesnar. Those are the last two. All right. Fun stuff. I love playing trivia with you guys. (laughs) This is fun. Quick, quick question. Yep. So watching Raw tonight. uh, I don't think we mentioned this. But uh, can can I bring this up since it's from tonight? You can bring up whatever you want. So when Drew, you know, when Punk comes out and, you know, he's, you know, kind of doing his little crying and then he's rallying the crowd and everything. And then Drew comes out. And let me just tell you, again, I love Drew. But Drew just looks at Punk and says that really, you know, they've kind of been down the same road. And, you know, he, you know, he really doesn't consider himself a spiritual guy. But he prayed for what happened to Punk to happen to Punk. And it happened. <laughs> I have not popped <laughs> for something like I popped for that. That was not what I was expecting. No, I no. loved it, man. And then, and then on top of that, to make to make himself even a more filthy heel, he just <laughs> proceeds to destroy Punk, yep. who has his arm in a sling. Yep. 
Yeah. 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 Oh, you, you see the old sly bastard just popping his head up <laughs> and do. looking over the ring. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I love it. That was perfect. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I, I don't think we've seen. I mean, he's been he's been like tweener ish the last couple of weeks. This was like the first like full on heel Drew moment, yep. and boy did he start over the bang with it because that was that was a Love wild it. line to just throw out there. That was so good. <laughs> that was great. I loved it so much. Um, we mentioned trivia next week, next Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, the debut edition of our full trivia show. We're going to play trivia for the whole show, and then, of course, we're going to recap you on any news that happens. But next week, first episode of Head to Head. Before we get out of here and let you know what else is coming, um, of course, next week, or sorry, this coming week, this Thursday, Andy is week one of TV of the MCWF, our fantasy booking show. Both general managers showing up in the first segment to address the audience and to let you know what's happening, and that's uh, going to be a fun one. Yeah, we're uh, we're starting off with a bang, so 45 minutes instead of 30. It's going to uh, be a fun gonna one. be a lot of fun. 45-minute time limit should be a lot of fun. But before we head out and I give you all the things... <clears throat> Jared, there's one more thing that I have to do. And I have to ask you about the list of Jared. (laughs) Who goes on the list of Jared this week? Mm. Well, I mean, I'm not really sure if he was already on there, but it would have to be J.D. McDonough. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I just when this guy comes on my screen, man, I just I want to crush him. Like I just don't ever <laughs> want to see him again. <laughs> oh goodness. I just, I just would love I would love to never have to, you know, just just look at him ever again. That's amazing. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and add him for this week. J.D. McDonough is on the ever-growing list of Jared. Yeah. It's gonna, wow. Yeah, we're going to keep that around. Uh, we're going to make sure that we hit that every single week <laughs> because it's so much fun. Um, and to make it sure... looks stupid. Let's just add that to <laughs> It does. <laughs> to bring this whole segment full circle, J.D. McDonough is a stupid idiot. All right, there we go. All right, hope you're having as much fun as we are. Uh, If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you so much for doing it. Make sure you subscribe on your platform of your choice. Make sure you like the video on YouTube. Subscribe there as well. If you're listening on Sportswire Radio, make sure that you show some love to those guys over there as well. I know they would appreciate it. Um, Follow us at SQCircle underscore radio on all social media platforms. Andy is at Andy underscore SQR. Jared is still only on Instagram at JWJust01. We're going to get him on the Twitter, I promise you. I'm at Chris Belcher24 on all of those platforms. Um, guys, man, anything else we need to add before we sign off? Andy? I don't think so. Just a wild week of wrestling and a fun rumble, and now we're officially on the road to WrestleMania. Officially on the road, Jared. It's a fun time to be a wrestling fan. It is, man. I wish I was going to Mania. I'm not. <laughs> but I wish I was going. <laughs> well, just because I say no doesn't mean you can't go. I mean, I'm just saying. Tess. <laughs> Tess. <laughs> I'm going to be calling you. <laughs> 
for Jared Justice and New York. My name is Chris Bunch, and this has been Squared Soccer Radio. We'll catch you guys down the road.